When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What happened today, Alan? Absolute thunderbolt. This is the Rich Eisen Show. The Live Tour just merged with the PGA Tour. It stinks. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Are we serious? The Live Tour and the PGA Tour are merging. How in the hell does that work? Earlier on the show, CNBC journalist David Faber, Pro Football Hall of Famer Terrell Davis, actor Patty Considine. Coming up, host of NBC's America's Got Talent, Terry Crews. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Ah, yes. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. What a show we've already had. David Faber, the CNBC reporter who broke the news of the Live and PGA Tour merger on Tuesday, was our first guest here on this Wednesday show, getting ready for game three of the NBA Finals tonight. Um, An interesting comment from Steve Kerr about the Miami Heat, which we'll get to shortly. Uh, in this hour, we just said goodbye to the actor Patty Considine, who plays King Viserys Targaryen in House of the Dragon on Max, which you can see right here on Roku. Uh, and I had a very nice chat, just a quick, brief chat. Went back and said hello to uh, one of our favorite guests. Um, and it's been a few years since he was on this program. Um, and I, I love this guy. And first of all, you can't help but love anybody that you call a fake Jonas Brothers Olympics with. Um, as I did with Terry Crews, who's about to join us in uh, advance of the latest season of America's Got Talent, the hit show on NBC that he hosts that airs Tuesday, season 18. My gosh, 18 years. You can catch that on Peacock, available here on Roku. We're here free every single day on the Roku channel, Um, available on all Roku devices, like Samsung Smart TVs. We're available on Amazon Fire TV, the Roku app, and the RokuChannel.com free o charge um so some uh interesting news we're we're hanging on uh, any word about deandre hopkins i know you are dallas cowboy fan yeah i, I know mean, you are new england patriot fan i'm not getting my hopes up but i'm getting mine up because you you're you hear like yeah he's not the same anymore right right you see those pushbacks that yeah you did the anonymous sources saying he can't run as well. He's not know. the same. He looks pretty good to me. Yeah. I think that comes from people who don't want him going to certain teams. So I mean, but, he missed the first six games last year and then and then balled out. But that wasn't his fault. Well, well I mean, there hasn't been much other than, you know, his, his emojis that he sent out. Yeah. And there hasn't been much about it in terms of uh, a resolution. Let's see if he tweeted it. And uh, Tom Pelissero did, who, by the way, is going to sit in this chair three time, uh, three times next week as I uh, head off with Susan and the kids on uh, vacation. Tommy P. But up. He's going to Tennessee to visit. Oh. Little visit. Oh, a little visit. Tennessee. Tennessee. Mike Vrabel. You know, everybody thinks again Vrabel's from the Belichick coaching tree. He's from the uh, Bill O'Brien coaching tree. He was on the staff in Houston. Now Vrabel's team gets the first visit with Hopkins, the five-time Pro Bowl released by Arizona last month. So, you know, 
boy, do they need receivers there. You take a look at their receiving roster. Chris, you want to call up the Tennessee Titans Let's depth chart? Oh, look here. Because you got Ryan Tannehill, and if Ryan Tannehill doesn't answer the bell, you've got two green quarterbacks, one less green than the other. Yep. Although you, you saw last year with Malik Willis struggling. They had Trey Burks. Where they, had, they turned to Josh Dobbs, and now Man, you this, got this wide Will receiver, Levis. This wide receiver core isn't uh, winning any on-paper well, awards. Well, Traylon Burks, as we all know, was the guy that they drafted with the pick that they sent to Philadelphia for A.J. Brown, and he's got the same height-weight comp. And as I was saying in the draft on that night, like, that's great if you got the same height, weight, speed comp, but you better have the rest of it. <laughs> right. Yeah, by the way, I have the same height, weight comps as a lot of NFL players. You know what I mean? Yeah, me too. We're not the same. <laughs> so you kind same of better, here. you know, bring the rest so. of the game. There's, there's a comp, and then there's the actual genuine article and the fact that A.J. Brown went somewhere else, as we all know, is part of the reason why the general manager, John Robbins, is not there anymore. Can we say Richard's a comp and then there's a coincidence? Yeah, you're very good. I yeah. like it. What do you got for the rest of the room over there? Oh, well, yeah, Traylon Burks, uh, Nick Westbrook, Akine. Akine, Kyle Phillips. Those are your starters. I mean, I couldn't pick Kyle Phillips out of a lineup. Chris Moore, Racy McMath, and Colton Dowell backups. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, they could use him. Except yeah. he wanted more or less an elite quarterback is what he was saying, and I don't know if everybody Titans... caps on Tannehill. I'm but... not capping, but you wouldn't when yeah. you think elite quarterback. I don't know that Two he's going to be in years the top ago. 11. He had that seat that everybody wants now in the AFC. That one, fourth one seat two. in the final four of the conference with yeah, wow. Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen sitting in the other three seats, as we expect them to do again this year for a third straight year. Two years it was Tannehill, and he had the one seed at that table. We all know that Burrow, despite getting sacked nine million times, came out with a W with Tannehill not converting on a fourth and an inch, handing it off to Henry and then throwing an interception to seal it. And ha Trevor Lawrence had the seat last year. So we'll see what they want to pay him because it doesn't appear that if you're going ring shopping, Tennessee is the spot to go get a ring. Super Bowl ring. Obviously, as we know, Nash Vegas is the bachelorette party capital of the world. So <laughs> rings have already been yeah, brought. True. You know. Broadway. I'm talking about Super Bowl rings. And you're saying Tennessee is the place to go? It is not the no, place I to go not, shopping for a saying, Super Bowl I must ring. Have misheard you. No, that is not the place you want to go ring shopping. Hasn't thrown for 4,000 yards since 2015. Uh, Ryan everyone Tannehill. caps on Tannehill. He runs too, man. I, I, you can win with Ryan Tannehill. The question is, can you win a championship with Ryan Tannehill and with that roster, which is why everybody thinks Derrick Henry is going to wind up going somewhere else, including Akbar Baja Biamila of American Ninja Warrior fame. That was one of my favorite segments of last week, by the way. Speaking of uh, Josh Allen, for those who want to dethrone him in the American Football Conference Eastern Division, that would include the Jets, the Dolphins, and um, what's that fourth team? Look remember that map. fourth team? I don't know. Who's that fourth team? I mean, again, you know, oh, obviously it's the Patriots. The Patriots, that's right. Obviously that's it's right. the Patriots. Language matters, people. 
Again, uh, we Michigan guys, sometimes as we're walking through the division, sometimes forget who that fourth team is, you know. <laughs> Obviously. We Michigan guys. Well, Brady is a Michigan I man. Like, I am too. I get it. Right? Get Go it. blue. Hashtag it. You no, know, I get it. Well, if you believe in the old Joe Boo's rum, that's to be messed with type stuff in, in the world of sports. It's very bad. You believe... There's some mojo in the world, and and you try to get the good one and avoid the bad one. And this piece of news might be a little disturbing to Buffalo Bills fans. Josh Allen's on the cover of Madden. Uh, oh. It's not all bad. It's not all bad. I mean, Brady and Mahomes were on the cover a couple years ago themselves, and I don't think either of them got cursed. It's very bad. <laughs> Steal Joe Boo's run. Okay. Don't mess with him. Fine. So Josh Allen's on the cover of Madden. He's very excited. He calls it a childhood dream come true. I thought it was going to be Jalen Hurts. I'll be honest with you. It's Josh Allen. Jalen Hurts at home being like, whoo. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Do you really God. believe in that Avoid, stuff? Avoided do you, that. Do you really believe? I, I, oh, by the way, I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking the guy who is – Who's the king of the tinfoil hat NBA refereeing world? We've been trying to all morning. We've yeah, been trying to game. Decide. Who's, who's referring game three tonight? Team. You, you know? want to go down the list? Oh my God, this guy! I don't believe Eddie that George O one got hurt. Dante Culpepper O two yeah, got hurt. That's when we Marshall Falk O three got hurt. My, Michael Vick, remember what happened? Ray Lewis got hurt. They here Donovan McNabb. Ended up stinking. Sean Alexander, Vince Young, Brett Favre. I mean, come on. Yeah, but that Peyton was early Hillis. when we knew the, stop, the curse stop was playing in the league. I don't think that it is so much anymore. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. We've been away, away, away a long time. And, Antonio, Antonio Brown on the cover? Are you telling Josh Allen to go get a shine box? How'd that work out? Well, what did AB do in 18? That's the question. 19 into 20? I mean, he was on the box. Uh, uh, come on now. I don't believe in this stuff. Do you believe in curses? I did in the Madden curse for a while. The Madden guy, curse was legit like eight in a row. But at some point, they, they get broken. The Red Sox have won, right? The Cubs won. The Cubs won. The curses goat. of the goats and the, uh, and the, the, the Bambino. Yeah, but look respectively. how long it took, though. I don't know. Like John Madden was on the cover, and then he passed away a few years later, oh, months later. Is. What is your malfunction? <laughs> what is your malfunction? Seriously. What are you talking about? That was a thing that happened. Dude, this guy over there, how am I supposed to respond from that? <laughs> I don't know that you can. You can't, you can't respond. Do I do like the, the <laughs> do I do I now do like the, the, the news anchor? Well, well, let's just leave it there. Uh, and moving, Brian moving on. Now. Moving on. Well, that's Brian Gumbel, we'll moving on. Right back from break. But, you know, you're not a real sport over there, pal, when you say stuff like that. I don't no, believe in it. That's a, so stupid. I mean, all due respect, jinx. it's just a fact. I, I'm, I, I, <laughs> with all due respect. I still think it's the Bills division to win or lose. Don't you agree? Well, we'll find out in Don't a few you months. agree? Because if the Bills go south, then we'll know why. Excuse me. Do you not agree? Here's the thing with that the, the Buffalo Bills, the Bills I did. getting Von Miller until, back, until how this. far they went, what they have done with Dalton Kincaid to go draft this tight end from Utah who is going to, along with their running back situation. Which they stole from my team. They're going to go ahead and solve the Josh Allen needing to do too much problem from the 20-yard line in called the red zone or teams call the green zone because it's all about making cash cashing it in green light 
We were talking about you cars know? earlier, Rich. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Bills seem like that really awesome car you get and you drive it around for like 20 miles and then it gets a flat tire. Then you fix the flat tire and it drives around a little bit and then the check engine light comes on. And then you get that looked at and then you drive around a little bit and then it's like, <clears throat> and then it's got a cough in the back. Like, I need this team to break through and get to the other side before I can be like, Yes, Bills, gung-ho, you're the team to beat in the NFL. Oh, I don't think that the team to beat in the NFL is the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. They're the defending champs, and they're the ones with so many returning parts. I'm just saying, this is like year three, year four now with all this Bills hype. Again, in the division, do you believe it is theirs to win and defend well, or lose. you think it's your team. I don't. I just said it's the Bills. <laughs> well, be, the 53-year-old cheerleader just said that. Be consistent. You don't want Aaron Rodgers. Now you're excited to have him. I never said uh, I didn't want him. You're cheerleading, but now it's not their division to win, so which is it? Excuse me. Which is it? You want eight wins. I'll you tell you what it is. I know it's tough for win. you to see nuance when it's staring you right in the face. Well, obviously. Right, that's the key word when mm-hmm. we talk about the AFCs, yes. obviously. Okay. I'm saying to you, to your face, I'm excited about the Jets' prospects. I was concerned about Aaron Rodgers being able to handle the New York media, which is now so far in the middle of this honeymoon, kid-gloving the situation. Yeah, no one's asked him a real question And yet. so we will see, you know, <laughs> as Mad Dog said on First Take today, how is, how is Rodgers' vision when uh, Lazard was open over the middle against San oh, Francisco, how is his vision against Tom Brady, you know, again in the, in the <laughs> NFC championship game? Yes, I am seeing all that. And he is a 39 year old with a calf muscle that tweaked already in May. I am, yeah, as always, consistent the saying there's reality there. and there's the alternative and the reality of the Jets having Rodgers way better than the alternative of not. I'm very happy that the Jets have him, and I'm very bullish on their 2023 season. That said, the Bills are the team to beat in the division. They're the defending champs. They're the ones that rule the roost. They're the ones that have a Patriot running back now, and Damian Harris, who I think along with James Cook and Latavius Murray and Dalton Kincaid, their problem on offense was the red zone. The yeah. red zone. Yeah. I believe they have solved it or come up with a plan to solve it. Bills have the third best Super Bowl odds right uh, now. I think that's fair. Okay. How tough was that? You had to come at me. I don't understand that. Well, obviously. It's my 20th wedding anniversary. It's a beautiful day. That Why doesn't would you mean do anything that? to me. I mean, I'm I understand happy that. for you. Wow. What do you say, TJ? I, you guys bills are, uh, are the Bills the team to beat in the AFC East? I, I thought so until this Madden thing. Now I'm not oh, sure. But right. yeah, he believes on. in Cowboy, curses, Cowboys too. Cowboys have better Super Bowl odds and, than the Jets right now. Well, why wouldn't we? Why would you? Why would you? <laughs> why wouldn't we? <laughs> what do you no. mean, why would you? Because they're the Dallas Cowboys. That's why. And the Jets haven't made the playoffs in the longest time to the point where they and the Buffalo Sabres are currently neck and neck for the longest drought in major professional North American mm-hmm. sports. So... Yeah, sure. Why not? That's why. That's why. Lions have better odds than Dolphins. Well, the Lions are starting the season, aren't they? 
in Kansas City. But Why haven't we heard Bottom line yet. is the Bills are the team to beat in the AFC yeah. East, yeah. and I've established I that, and so. I'm being consistent, and I'm not a cheerleader, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring out Terry Crews, please. <laughs> Terry Crews is here. Season 18 of America's Got Talent. Wow. Oh, look at Terry's hops. Whoa. Terry Crews will be joining us live in studio next on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Terry Crews here on the Rich Eisen Show. America's Got Talent airs Tuesdays at 8 Eastern on NBC. Season 18 premiered last week. You can watch it on Peacock, which is available right here on Roku, and Terry Crews back here on the program, and we just showed for our radio audience a uh, uh, a wild clip of two guys, uh, one guy climbing a ladder with and another a, guy balanced on his head, on his head, head to head, head. So when I see stuff like that, I'm wondering to myself, how do they learn they have this talent? Well, right. For, first like, of all, they're from places that have no phones. Okay, because. <laughs> You need a level of concentration and focus. You know, can you imagine you get a TikTok ding and it's like, uh, you never get good at something like that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man, I, hold on. I'll be right there. Just wait, wait one second. Uh, you know, that's the thing. You know, Americans were too distracted to do things that good. You know what I mean? You got to have no Wi-Fi at all. <laughs> Where you're totally bored and you're just sitting around saying, you know what? 
I'm going to climb this ladder. And the friend's like, you know what? I'm going to go on top of your head with my head. Let's see how far you can go. How about that? And I'll be upside down, and you be right side up. And let's go up the ladder. And it's funny. I asked you a question uh, about do you know what's coming when you're on the air? And, and I feel foolish asking that question because I get that when I'm, like, say, hosting an NFL draft. Do you Are you told the draft picks before they're on the air? And we're like, no, because we want our natural reaction. Yep to be on camera so the person at home who has a similar reaction feels a connection to those who are hosting it or judging it on the air. Absolutely. And that's what's the beautiful thing of your show. No, you know? it, it is. It's lovely. And I can't wait till we go live. You know, first of all, you know, being a former ball player, you know, and my time in the NFL, I loved the fact that anything can happen. And, you know, actually doing the live shows, we're going to do those in August that really has supplanted my NFL thing, you know, because it's like the ball can go anywhere and you see anything happening. And it's just, it's the mistakes that people love. If everything goes perfect, it's yes. kind of boring. You right. know what I mean? Of course. And so let's talk about that a little bit here, your your NFL career, because it's kind of forgotten, to be honest with you, Terry. And it's not because you didn't achieve anything in the NFL. You played for, for several years. It's because of how successful you've become in your in your endeavor. Who was your – you were the, an 11th-round pick <laughs> out of Western Michigan by the Los Angeles Rams in their first go-round? That's right. So who, where were you on a draft day, and who would you get a phone call well, from? First of or? all, I got to tell you, uh, I was very arrogant as a kid, and I had a big party. Um, and I'm like, I'm going to get drafted probably like fourth round, third round, and then mm-hmm. – the, then first, second, third round, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. <laughs> and all of a sudden, everybody goes home. I'm sitting there like, wait a minute, what just happened? We go into the next day, mm-hmm. and it's like 3 p.m. the next day. I'm like, I didn't get drafted. What the hey, man? This is over. And my wife was like, hey, put your get your chin up. It doesn't matter what happens. If you go in there as a free agent, it doesn't matter. You're gonna, you're gonna do this. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I'm wiping tears. <laughs> and I got a phone call. And I did not realize that the draft wasn't over. And it was from Ronnie Jones, the linebacker coach for the L.A. Rams. Uh-huh. He's like, we just drafted you in the 11th round. Here I was. I thought it was over. You thought it was toast. And it wasn't. So there I was. I was so happy. Now, they even have 11 rounds now. Like, no, Of course not. No, it goes to know. the seventh round. And, you know, you would have been an undrafted free agent. Exactly. So who was your coach? Who was the head coach? Uh, I was of- under John Robinson. John Robinson. The John Robinson. The John Robinson. Oh, man. Jim Everett. Uh, I was back up to Kevin Green, um, which was – it was an amazing thing. Jackie Slater was sitting there, one of the all-time greatest tackles to ever play the game. And humans. Yeah, and humans. I mean, just incredible people, man. Walking in mm-hmm. that locker room, I was just like, oh, my God. I get goosebumps thinking about it right now because to imagine – it's like walking into – Watching a the, a big giant movie and you're walking in and you're starring in it, mm-hmm. um, and it was incredible, man. All the personalities, it was really really fun. Did were you teammates of Jim Everett when he went after Jim Rome? Yeah, TV? I was there that time. I, I wasn't th- at the you play, there but the I studio. remember coming. He coming back in the locker room, and it made Jim Rome who he was. You know, <laughs> Jim even says now, like I, I didn't want to be known for that, but right. all of a sudden everybody knew who his name was. <laughs> They were like, he called him Chris Ever, and it, Jim had enough. It was like, you're right. And he came back in the oh, locker room. And nobody thing. even addressed it in the locker room. I remember everybody was just kind of whispering and looking, and, yeah. and Jim came in, and it was like, it was different. 
Wow. Now you did, you played with Seau, right? Junior Seau. Yes. In, in, for the Chargers. Yes. Yes. No. Oh, so you 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 were in linebacker room meetings with Junior Seau. Oh my Terry God, Cruz? man! First of really? all, he was absolutely incredible, man. I mean, and you know he owned San Diego. You got to understand. Yeah. I mean, he he literally grew up just thirty miles away. And, you know, went to SC and then came right over there. So it was like, it was his town. It was his place. But, you know, it's kind of an example because this is so wild. You know, for me, I turned 55 this year. And, you know, it's so many players that were with us that, and I mean, what blows my mind is that there are people who are younger than me that are gone, that Mm -hmm. are passed away. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking, this is wild, man. To be an old football player is is kind of rare. Um, it's something to do with the lifestyle, something to do with the way, you know, we think and the whole thing. But I always try to talk to players and let them know that, you know, the game is just one small part of your life. You know what I mean? There's much more to go. The goal is not this. The goal has to be to live long. You know what I mean? It's kind of like I heard an, an adage said one time that, that there are no old bad pilots. You know what I mean? <laughs> you think about it. You know what I mean? All the pilots that are old are good. And you want to be a good pilot with yes. your life. Yes. You know what I mean? You want to see the end. I mean, it gets better. You know what I'm saying? It can get better. And I'm telling you, I, I'm a true example of this because I'm so thankful. You know, I, I appreciate my NFL career, but it's always about what was next for me. And you know, I really appreciate the fact that I had a good family and my wife who always let me know that there was more for me than this. Well, you know, obviously you have a great family and a great base and a great heart and a great head and great talent, Terry Crews. And, and so it's so difficult. I've seen it. The NFL Network turns 20 this fall. And I've just seen so many players who get out of the game and are wondering what's next. Yeah. And you know, I've had this conversation before and happy to have it again here because I'm just wondering, you must have been, if I'm not mistaken, 27, 26 when you were done. Yeah. What? How did you get into what you're doing now? And I imagine, was it tougher than actually getting into the NFL is to transition to what you're doing now? Tell Absolutely. Me. I'm going to tell you, when I first moved to LA, uh, I moved here with my family and the whole thing. And the first job I ever had was sweeping floors. That was the first job. And where? It was at a place, it was at a temp agency. And it was a place they sent me to factories and they were like, hey man, you sweep up over here. And they paid me literally at the end of the day. It was the kind of agency that they paid you Mm -hmm. just daily. Um, But I was that broke. I was that desperate. But also I was that willing. You know, you, you have to get to a point where you are willing to start over from the bottom. And this is the problem I've seen with tons of superstar athletes because you're coming into a place and everything's different, and they're not willing to start at the bottom. I'm not saying you have to sweep floors, but you do have to have to humble yourself in order to learn. It's the same thing with martial arts. You have to bow to your teacher, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys want to walk in and be like, I'm the man, and I own this place, and they find it really difficult because you're going to get resistance in every way. So then what was your break um for for movies, TVs, or whatever. You know, it's funny. Uh, uh, I auditioned. What uh, thing? I got invited to an audition because I was doing. You know, broke. Uh, I went for it simply because I was invited, and my wife was like, "You know what? You got nothing else. You might as well try it." Mm-hmm. And I auditioned for a show called Battle Dome, 
which was <laughs> American Gladiators on steroids. You can look at it on YouTube right now. I played this really larger-than-life character named T-Money. It's like wrestling meets a game show. And I got it. Like, I got the job. And all of a sudden, I'm an actor. You got to understand, flash forward 25 years, I'm getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And I'm going, this is unreal. I am living a dream. But it does start with the humility. Like, I had to just you know, give it up to other people who helped me and who showed me what to do. My first movie, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Michael Rooker, who's one of the best actors in the game right Mm -hmm. now, he showed me how to do everything. And I just listened. He was like, Terry, when when I move this way, I want you to replace me and just take over, man, and then say your lines. And he said, and if you have an itch on your face, just itch it while you're talking. And I was going, okay, because I would be like Mr. Robot, like I have to say my line and whole thing. And I had all these people who were willing to tell me Mm -hmm. how to act because I was willing to listen. But if I walked in there and acted like I knew everything already, I wouldn't have gone far at all. And yet Terry Crews, by the way, Terry Crews, America's Got Talent uh, on NBC, Tuesdays at 8, season 18, my gosh, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. If you watch the end of Training Day, (laughs) we've talked about this before, but I want to talk about it again. The end of training day, right? It's all going down, and it's going downhill for Denzel. Going downhill for him. Uh Uh And I look to his, if I'm not mistaken, right, and there's Terry Crews. That's right. Staring him down. (laughs) Staring him down. He's like, King Kong ain't got bleep on me. And I listen, I'll never forget that night. You have to understand, I showed up just to watch. A friend of mine, he was the location manager, mm-hmm. and he was like, hey, man, you can come down. Denzel's working in L.A. You can come down and see Denzel work. I was like, I would love to. Now, you were already T-Money on the Battle I Dome? I was already T-Money. I okay. was like, you know, I was doing my little acting thing, you okay, know, but it was sure. like, whatever. And the director, Antoine Fuqua, mm-hmm. came over and said, hey, man, you want to be in this movie? And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> And I was actually in another scene in Training Day. He said, take your shirt off and go to the roof. And I was at scene where they were clipping pigeons, where he's like clapping and the pigeons are in the air mm-hmm. and Denzel's coming into the cul-de-sac. And then he said, come back every night and I'll put you in different places. So I came back on that night and there was Denzel's big scene. He said, I want you standing right there. Let me tell you, my mother freaked out. She was like, oh my God, you ain't and when it was on the Oscars, when Denzel won the Academy Award, yeah. they showed that scene. And my mother was like, you're on the Oscars? I was like, no, I'm not. But I'm <laughs> in the clip on the Oscars. You know what I mean? But let me tell you, Rich, if that was all I ever did mm. in my career, mm-hmm. I would have been super happy. What was it like, though, to watch him deliver those it lines was, in that scene in that moment? unreal. First of all, I, again... The same feeling I had walking into the locker room and seeing all those NFL greats yeah. and knowing I was playing with them. Mm-hmm. Like, we are about to go on the field together. That was the same feeling I had being on that scene, in that scene with Denzel. And I'm going, I'm in this movie. Like, you got to understand, I am a little kid from Flint, Michigan. I'm living uh, in what I call way above whatever I could ask or think. Every day. And that's why I'm the most grateful man in Hollywood. It's pro- You can't find a man more grateful than me because I know where I could be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know what was out there. I, yeah. And it was nothing. 
And so I look at my trajectory and I'm going, this is unreal. I look at my wife every day and we're like, can you believe this? This is happening. It's really great. Yeah, you can believe it for sure. And so when Denzel's done with that soliloquy, does he need a minute or do you? Oh, no, I didn't mess with him. But you know what I did? What'd I did sneak something. Which I didn't take anything, but I saw his script. And he had his script. It was laying on the car, you know, like when he's in between scenes yeah, and yeah. the whole thing. And he had written on the cover, the wages of sin is death. And I was like, wow. Like, this is how deep he goes. And, fun, and it's funny because I found out later that they were trying to think about making him live so they could do a sequel. And he was like, I won't do this movie because I'm so bad, you gotta kill me. Because he said, because and I, it was written on his script, the wages of sin is death. And I was like, this dude is the man. Like, I, I'm watching, see, and you gotta understand, after all those years of picking up little traits from the different people yeah. and all that, and I take it with me, man. I'm like, man, I will never forget this, and it's gonna make me a better performer. Uh, the fact that he would go that far and, and, and try to learn his motivations, it was a, a master class, let's say that. That's what he wrote on his script. Isn't that, that crazy? That is crazy. It's incredible. Terry Crews here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's your, I'm sure you're asked this, so I'll ask it as well, your your favorite act that you've witnessed on America's Got Talent? Oh, man. One that blew you away. I guess maybe we should parse it out. The one that you least expected it, and you're like, holy crap. That you know, was it. First of all, I have to say my number one act is this young lady by the name of Jane Marchowski, mm-hmm. Marcheski, mm-hmm. who actually passed away, and she had cancer. But she went by the name of Nightbird. Okay. But she was so inspirational. She left there. She was like, hey, you can't wait for life to be the way you want it for you to be happy. You have to decide to be happy. And it was like, a hush went over that room mm-hmm. because we all knew her circumstances. We did. We found out while she was on stage that she had terminal cancer, but she was singing anyway. She was like, and it taught me such a lesson. And that's the thing. I'm why I love hosting this show so much is because I keep learning these lessons of what creativity do, does, and then what being how, how courageous you have to be mm-hmm. to get out in front of the stage. And, it's one of those things I, I know Ralph Waldo Emerson has a quote and it said, God will not have his work made manifest by cowards. That means for anything to get done, mm-hmm. you have to be courageous. I mean, for you to be born, your mother had to be courageous enough to have you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's nothing going to get done without that courage. And when she went on stage and performed, she got the golden buzzer from Simon Cowell, but it wasn't. A, it was less than a couple of years later, and she eventually passed. But mm-hmm. her legacy goes on and on and on. It's something I will never forget. It's something I will never. That that lesson that she taught us all was so impactful for me. Yeah. It's it's literally fuels almost everything I do right now. Like no be kidding. grateful and decide to be happy every day. And it's up to you. And then, so what's the, which is the act that was totally off the wall that you couldn't believe what you were witnessing? There's a guy named Sethward, whom I love. Mm -hmm. He's probably auditioned for the show. You know, we've been around 18 years. Yes, sir. He's been, he probably auditioned maybe 15 of those 18. (laughs) He kept knocking on the door. He always gets buzzed. Yeah, yeah. And he always comes back and he never stops. And I love him. Like, I can't wait for Sethward. 
You know, he's absolutely, he even has a show that he does at various comedy clubs called AGT Rejects. Uh, <laughs> he's made a bit out of being he, rejected. He, first of all, he turned a bad thing into his yeah. his, his, his glory. Yeah. And I lo- for me, that's my spirit as well. Okay. It's the same spirit. Hey, man, every day, just keep going. In fact, be anti-fragile. Turn something that should have broken you and yeah. make it the thing that you are selling. Yeah. That's make, me t- right turn now. Turn yourself into being unbreakable. <laughs> um, who was who the one that cracked you up the most, Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Oh, my God. You know, actually, I love Andy. Andy is, the, is you know, he's the man. Yeah. But Chelsea Peretti is the funniest person I have probably ever encountered. No she, kidding. To me... I've never, I always laugh with Chelsea. Like I've never, with someone else, it's always been like, oh, hit or miss. Chelsea has the ability to make me crack up, and I mean, to the point of tears. Yeah. And it was, this was the stuff, even when the camera wasn't rolling, I was like, this woman is a genius. I can't wait to see what Chelsea does in the future. She's got more coming. She's actually the best thing. I think she's like the new Carol Burnett, to okay. be honest. So how are you locked into the current NFL, or you just got stuff going on? You know, I've been I've been watching vicariously. It's okay. because again, I'm really really busy. I know you are, but yes. but I love this new NFL. To be honest, what do you mean? Um, what I what I mean is um, when it when I saw Demar Hamlin and I saw what happened, mm-hmm. you know. I was part of a game back in when I was on the Rams, like in 1991. We were playing Detroit, and you were there on a uh, guy named Mike Utley. You were on neck. the field. Dude, you were at the. I was actually on the sideline. On the sideline, right? So you but were in the stadium. I watched him go down and break his neck and never walk again. Okay, and we kept playing. You understand? The game kept going. He, they rolled him off. He put, gave up thumbs up. Right. And you never stopped the game. But to see what happened with DeMar and they actually stop a game, I said, this is a new NFL. And I think, you know, we have to realize that we have to put people's lives before the game, Mm -hmm. you know. And there was a point where it was literally like the other way around. Uh, When I, in, in my time playing, it was like if you died on that field, that's part of the game. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the whole mentality is much better now. And I'm very, very thankful because I have, you know, basically, you know, I look at players now, they could be my kids, you know, out there. And that's a family. These, yes. are, these are real life human beings out here. And they're not numbers. And people put the helmets on and they forget what they look like. But I'm like, no, these are real people. And we have to treat them and care for them as if they were real people. No doubt. And it looks like he's getting back on the field, ready so, to roll. I'm so happy. Listen, man, you know, that I mean, could have happened to anybody. 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 It was a freak accident. No doubt. It's just the way it is. Uh, I, I often think about, man, if I had been hit in the chest at that right time and right place, could it could have been me. Could happen to and anybody. it's so, I'm just so happy he did. He survived, man. I'm just so happy. Yeah. Me too. And did you see who got the first interview exclusive? With no. Him? It was Strahan. Ah, uh, Mike. Listen, that's enough. First Every of all, sits down with I Strain. couldn't not be prouder than my man, Mike Strahan. He is, man. First the Dick of all, Clark of, of our generation. He's, he's the man. He's taking over <laughs> I know, I everything. Love I love Mike. Mike is, he is, he's doing it the way it should be done. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? And I, I I don't know what else to say. You know, I just I actually got to hang with him like a week ago when I was in New York. Mm-hmm. And then I got to speak at when he got his star yeah. on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I actually got to speak when he got the, when he got his star. Is that right? What'd it you, was awesome. What'd you say? I just told him what a great person this man is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's beyond football. It was always beyond football for him. Like yeah. there was, he was going to be a star. His parents raised a great young man, and he has the greatest morals, and he just really cares for everybody. That you know, he literally looks at you, shakes your hand, and cares how you're doing for real. Yes, and that makes the difference. Oh, I I, I love him. So, so I love him and what Dion's doing in Colorado yes. as well for coaching. Uh, and you know what Coach else? Prime. I got to mention Has this. Has he called you up to have you part of anything? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. I All love right. Dion, by the way. I, know I love Dion. But right. I'm also proud of my man, Eric Bieniemy. I played with Eric Bieniemy, uh at, at the Chargers mm-hmm. back in the day. And to see his rise up the coaching ranks, you know, I, I want to see him be a head coach. I mean, it's, it's got to be inevitable because Eric Bieniemy is – a star, man. He was a star when we were playing together. He was running back, back on the Chargers. Was days. he? Was he also a red ass there too, though? As a, because he 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 goes right at people. Oh like, yeah. Uh, and when he was coaching Adrian Peterson, he was coaching him really hard. But, you but know, that's the thing. He just, He's a player, right? See, that, you know, it's hard when you have people who haven't played. Yeah. And they're yelling at you as if you know you're just a cog in a wheel yeah. or you're a chess piece. But uh, but you can take that from a guy who's been there, who's taken the same hits you've taken. Yeah, you, know, you got to lead by example, and Eric Bieniemy is an example in every way. So I I I, I tell you, and this is another thing too. I think that you know we've gotten to a point right now where people care a little too much about feelings, and you got to be able to tell people the truth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now is everybody doesn't want their feelings hurt and. It, you, we got to get tougher than that. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, the enemy's that guy. He's definitely yeah. the one to deliver that. We got to get Same tougher. thing with Dion, too. Same thing with Prime. So Dion says the same thing. He's like, hey, I had coaches that were harder on me. Oh, yeah. But they make you who you are. I mean, if you can't face any of that adversity, yeah. if, you, if, if you have to have everything the way you want it, are you really going to get better? I mean, all my difficulties made me who I am. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. And I don't shy away from it. It's like, Man, go into a difficult situation. Don't run from difficult situations. That's going to, you know, how are you going to improve? How, you know, that kind of resistance it makes you better. No doubt. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. America's Got Talent, season 18, Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern on NBC. And you can watch it on Peacock as well. Yes. Right here on Roku. There you go. Thanks for coming on, Terry Oh, Cruz. man, I love Let's you, Let's do Rich. this more. Right back at you. I Let's know. do this more often whenever you want to come in, whatever. And then maybe the Jonas Brothers will do another fake Olympics <laughs> and you and I will be there. We'll be, yeah, that's we'll, what I'm saying. We'll be in the booth for that we'll together. We'll be in the booth for it. You know what I mean? Don't break no ribs, guys. At Terry Crews on both Twitter and Instagram. The great Terry Crews right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll wrap up the show. Get you ready for game three tonight in a moment. Yeah. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed seeking the truth never gets old Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. I want to play uh, Celebrity True or False with you, Terry Crews. We have some stuff from some previous interviews of yours and, and on IMDb pages and stuff. I want to know what's true and what's not. True or False, Terry Crews, your first job was as a sketch artist for a local news station in the 80s. True or False? That is true. I started sketching for the station, and they put me on the worst murder case in Flint, Michigan history. I was in the courtroom. I did the courtroom sketches. Did you see the uh, sketch artist that uh, from the Deflate Gate case <laughs> no, with, with, with the, Tom Brady? Yeah. It's right oh, up there. Yeah. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. Come on. Now, well, he probably was hungry. You know, he was he was hangry. Uh, another one. You worked on the set as a bodyguard for Cube before he cast you on Friday After Next. Is that now, a true story? Now that's true, but the bodyguard sounds sexy. Okay, it, it was security guard. Like I had a T-shirt with a flashlight. Bodyguard sounds like suits and all that. No, no, no. It was no. more like I was like watching Cube's car. He's like, hey, man, make sure my car stays there. I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and I had my batteries. But this thing, I made sure all my little like polo shirts were really tied up good yeah, on the, the arms. Medium. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, they were medium. <laughs> all medium shirts. And they were like, oh, I look so amazing. And then he cast you? Then he put you in? And then he put me in Friday after the next. What was your role in training day? Oh, I was an uncredited gang member. That was it. I was walked on the set to watch Denzel work, and the director, Antoine Fuqua, said, hey, man, you know what? I'm going to put you in this movie. You, you down? I was like, okay, okay. So he, t- he said, take your shirt off. I took my shirt off, and I was the guy on the roof that was uh, flipping pigeons, and the whole thing as Denzel came so down. You just walked on the set to I, see Denzel work? What are you see, talking I had a friend who, were, who was like a location guy because uh-huh. I was doing security, Yeah. and he was like, man, you want to watch Denzel tonight? I was like, yep. See, this is the thing. A lot of your success just comes from proximity. You know what I mean? You can be broke anywhere. I decided to be broke in L.A. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And a lot of great things happen. <laughs> Fun stuff. You can be broke the Rich anywhere. Eisen Show Radio Network back on the air sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. After game two, um, you know, uh, reaction from everybody, you know, uh, I, I sometimes will turn a phone on wherever I'm at. Hey, this game just ended. An instant reaction. We're all looking for it, right? Of course. 
Draymond Green had instant reaction on his podcast with his guest. This is I don't know how, how does he get Steve Kerr, <laughs> um, but Steve Kerr uh, said, "All right, Draymond, I'll I'll come on and do some punditry and talk to you," and um, and Draymond on his pod uh, asked Steve Kerr after Game Two about this is an excellent question. When you're a coach, how do you take out somebody like Max Struess who is hot? He's got a good game going, a good night going, and sit him in the fourth quarter for Duncan Robinson. How does that happen? How do you pull that off? Well, obviously it helps that Duncan Robinson makes shots when he comes in the game. and so. But Draymond's point is essentially, like, a great question, certainly from a player point of view, like, hey, one guy is hot, you take him out, and the other one goes in. How do you handle that? from a chemistry point of view and how do you handle that with your players and Kerr gave a thoughtful answer about how it's set up throughout the entire year you lay out a mentality of of teamwork and the answer um has people thinking is Steve Kerr passive aggressively saying something to the rest of the team not named say Draymond Clay or Steph None of those guys on Miami are, are are sitting there saying, well, I didn't play, or man, they put in so-and-so. Like, they're just all about winning. And and you know this from from our our groups that we've had. When when you when you have that championship mentality, every guy's bought in, every guy's just trying to win. Nobody, nobody cares about any of that stuff. You don't go into the locker room, you know saying well i should have played more you just you just want to win and that's the beauty of finding that magic when you have a championship team is that everybody's bought in and it makes the decisions for the coach um really simple you just go with go with your gut and go with whoever's playing well what do you think i don't know if kerr's got a passive aggressive bone in his body or he does come from the Phil Jackson world, which is Phil Pop. Do it through the media. Pat Riley, send your messages. Yeah. yeah, it certainly sounds like he's kind of being like, "We all need to get on the same page. We need to be selfless. It's all about team." But then he's also having that conversation with the guy who cold cocked one of the kids who might be saying such things. Some weird stuff in motion for this season. Interesting. And the media that you say that he's speaking through is his own players platform right talk about a 21st century moment new media draymond's the king of the new media draymond does a good job that's a very good question elicited an answer that gets people talking about it for sure and um you know i i i it's amazing how last year they're they're on they're going on this run they're the ones playing in this series and now they're talking about how it can fall apart if the what the disease of me that's what Pat Riley says. Which is what Riley says, says happens. That's 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 a Riley thing. The disease of me. What about my minutes? What about my time? And so Struess goes 0 for 10 in game one and then shows up and has a much better game and then gets taken out. And then Duncan Robinson takes it the rest of the way. Yeah. And Spolstra's like walks back into the locker room and say, let's get ready for game three. Cool. And he's Great not, job, guys. Let's go. Let's go, right? And that's what the answer is, is he doesn't have to pull this guy over and say, you know, Hey, sorry I took you out. Or, massage ego. No, no. It's just like yeah. this is what this is the culture. This is what we got going. And you need to come back game three and shoot the lights out again. And guess what? I may take you out for Duncan Robinson. 
Or Duncan shoots the lights out, and I take him out and urine. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Game three tonight. Let's go. What do you got? What happens, Rich? I know, you say this all the time, and I'm never right, so I'm not taking this cheese. I have no idea. I have zero idea what's know. going to happen tonight. I do not know. My general sense is that the Nuggets show up and That's and, and put well. a championship game on the floor in an NBA Finals road game for the first time. As you know, it's their first foray into this. This is their first time away so from home. They've been so bad on the road this year. Uh, so what? I don't know. They need a full 48 from them because they haven't done it so far in the finals. Here we go. Game three. We'll talk about it with Jamal Crawford on tomorrow's program. What? Yes, indeed. I did not know.